Hey everyone, and welcome to uh, this week's The Weekly Therapy Podcast. I literally had a look at our neon sign because I was like, I feel like I'm going to say your Weekly Therapy Podcast wrong. <laughs> because it hasn't been weekly. It has not been weekly. I think we're now on kind of a regimen, or hopefully. Yeah. Uh, we got a day picked out each week to record. Yeah. Um, sorry, my name is uh, Tell Williams. I am uh, one of your co-hosts. I'm a teacher and social worker, and here to my left... I am Anne-Marie DiPietro, and I am a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Yay! We Yay. made it. It's um, it's officially February. It is. And so we thought it'd be fun to kind of um, talk about, like, bad dates we've been on, or just dating in general, because, like, Valentine's Day and such. Um, but it was funny, because as we were talking about this, we were it's next Saturday, Sunday? Sunday is the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. Today's the Grammys, and so we were talking about Taylor Swift, uh-huh. um, and how there's always seems to be like some hubbub going around about like her and dating or her and exes, right? Well, I mean, her most popular songs are all about different exes, right? I feel like there's like so, there's always so so much like discourse about it too. Oh, for sure. And I think it's like I I like that we're kind of trying to now go on a path of like not like slut shaming um her for, which people have been doing for years for how many like people she's dated and now we're like okay like it feels like an appropriate amount of people that you date like as right. an adult hers is just very public um but then i think it's also funny because like now that we're kind of you know not shaming ourselves for that it's i feel like there's this idea that like mental health physicians have it together mm-hmm. we don't no no we don't <laughs> like, we don't I mean, we're pretty good at giving relationship advice to other people. We yeah. basically, like, do the opposite. Yeah. Those who can't do. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, now I guess it's a little different because, like, we're – I'm married and you're engaged to be married. So it's yes. – it's, but it didn't – it wasn't – it wasn't I mean, it, it was a long road. I'm 36 years old, so. When was your first, like, big breakup? Well, we're going to have to go back to the dark times, which are the men times. The men times. The men times. <laughs> Um, so my first big breakup was when I was in college, um, my sophomore year. Um, it was someone that I had been dating for several years. Um, and I found, um, a profile on passion.com. What was that? Well, it was a website back in, I guess, what was that? 2006. Uh where you can look for threesomes and foursomes and fivesomes and oh yeah multiple partners yep Mm -hmm. and he was on there he was on there yep Mm -hmm. i would be so mad oh i was livid livid and then later after we broke up i found out that he had been sleeping with one of my best friends the whole time no Mm -hmm. it's true he's probably trying to work the courage up to asking for a threesome and was like maybe maybe she's on passion passion yeah passion.com they're dirty dirty in the uh the soap opera that was oh my gosh R.I.P. Timmy I know Timmy Timmy and Tabitha Ugh. Tabby I wonder if anyone else watched Passions oh they have I listen I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna out him um but someone I went to high school with very very straight obsessed with Passions as well and he was like well it's just it was on at home like don't lie to me yeah everyone was into Passions right. days of our lives and then Passions yeah the love triangle between was it Ethan and Teresa mm-hmm. And like, do you remember the like? Was it prom or homecoming episode where they like mimicked the Titanic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That like restructured my brain. Yeah, for sure. Was, <laughs> and I think Teresa. Well, Teresa, the actress, she does Lifetime movies now. I'm glad that she's still getting work. Yeah. She was the two thousand early two thousands for me. Oh yeah. But it wasn't. Sure. Uh, no, was that day, Days of Our Lives that Kristen Storm? Yeah. Xenon. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was <sighs> Days of Our Lives. If you don't know what Passions is, I guess we should. So Passions came. It was a soap opera that came on before Days of Our Lives, and it was like it was after Days of Our Lives. Was it after? Yes. Okay, so it was like the teen soap opera. Would you say more yeah. geared towards teens? Yeah, and I mean it was a little like magical because oh, there yeah. was a witch, and you know there was definitely like a magical aspect to the show. Yeah, and then to me, the doll came to life. It was Tabitha's like ended up being like her child or whatever uh-huh. it was it was ridiculous it was amazing it was everything i wanted in a oh for sure in a soap opera and more it taught me how to love i know <laughs> i still sing the theme song you're my passion my life. Yep. 
I won't scar everyone it's, by trying to sing it, but I just did. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's maybe that's why like it was such like so much turmoil in the dating for us is because we were obsessed with passions. Like oh, that was like sure. yeah, th- that was our gold standard of yeah. dating. <laughs> it's yeah. a soap opera, right? Right. And I mean, when my first breakup ended with passions.com, it was like full circle. Full circle moment. Full circle. I yeah. can't try to remember my first big breakup. I feel like my first like breakup, like in, in heavy quotations, was like I was dating my best friend who's now a lesbian. So I was like, we both knew. I, we just we just knew. I love that. Um, and I think it was like our freshman, sophomore year because um, we started dating in sixth grade and then we were like, on and off again. And then we finally just like, I remember sitting on the hood of her car and being like, we're friends, right? And she's like, yeah. But I remember being like devastated because I felt like it was going to like end the relationship we had and it, it just made it so much stronger. So you can go from dating to friendship, but it has to be strictly platonic afterwards. And you I have think. to be gay, gay and a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is what happened for us. But, I feel like that was my first like heart wrenching breakup, and it wasn't even that like I was upset that the romantic relationship was over. Is mm-hmm. that like I mean we're still best friends of twenty one or twenty two years now? Wait, two thousand and two, twenty two years. Um, like a Taylor Swift song. Mm-hmm. Um, love that song. I feel like my first romantic like devastated breakup would have probably been. I would say my freshman year of college. Um, because that was like the first time I had a, like a, a boyfriend, like mm-hmm. significant boyfriend. We called each other boyfriends, asked each other that kind of thing, and was the nicest human in the world. The, like, like you couldn't have dated someone nicer. Um, to the point where so they, you were like, bye. Me? Because he was too nice. No, I like I I I wanted to like you know after um what uh, uh probably two weeks I was like went like full lesbian I was like you haul let's get married this is it but I um no I this was around the time that they put me on medication for bipolar disorder even though I'm not so I was not regulated uh, yes not regulated no. and so he was like the sweetest human and like um drove an hour and a half to school because we went to different universities and was like held my hand and broke up with me and was so sweet and like stayed for a while to make sure I was okay and was like the nicest human in the world. And I was like, probably couldn't have been a better breakup, but it did set me up for failure of how I thought <laughs> breakups would be moving forward after that. I can't say I've ever <laughs> had a good breakup. Like really? every single one was so dramatic. Why was that? I mean, I must just be dramatic. I don't know. Or I have like really horrific luck. I mean, maybe a bit of both. Did we talk before about my ex that's now dating my ex? I don't remember, but I like the story enough that I do want to hear it again because it it is traumatic. So I was dating someone for a couple years um, and we had lived together. She moved out. She was like half moving back in, whatever. I ultimately gave her an ultimatum and I was like, you're either like moving back in for real or like we're done. Um, because I honestly think she would have like lived apart from me and dated forever. Really, like, we saw each other like two days a week, and oh, she man. would be like fine with that. But so anyway, so we broke up in May. I started dating someone else, maybe like the next month. It was like not super serious, but you know, after you get out of like a long term relationship, yeah. the next person you meet, you're like, oh my god, we're getting married. Let's go on a cruise. 100%. You know, so literally we <laughs> plan to go, go on, on a cruise. cruise. <laughs> yeah. We plan to go on a cruise, okay, in August. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, I don't even know what happened before the cruise. It was, like, something with her work, She whatever. Ultimately, she bailed on the cruise, right? So right before the cruise, I had a cat who ironically belonged to my other ex, but I had adopted the cat. And my other – my ex that we're talking about loved the cat. So we had to put the cat to sleep. So my oh ex my God. came – to say goodbye to the cat, blah, blah, blah. We do that whole thing. The current girl I was dating came home from work and they crossed paths. Okay. Cross paths. I would say. Mm, two ships passing in the night. Two cruise max, ships passing in the night. Max of seven minutes. Okay. 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 So, that's like a little bit more than cross. I'm thinking like just like on the street. Like they like uh, probably hello. Hi. How are you? For seven minutes. Yeah. There's talking involved. Yeah. Okay. And mostly like. Me talking probably and About like, the trying cat. to make it un- not not hundred percent. 
So I go on the cruise by myself, which, by the way, is fantastic is to go on vacation by yourself, for okay. sure. I met another nurse practitioner and her family. We like went to the spa. I did whatever I wanted. Yeah. Got breakfast in bed. It was great. So I'm on the cruise. Um, my ex and I had still been talking, the long-term one. And all of a sudden, while I was on the cruise, she just like stopped talking to me, like wouldn't answer yeah. or whatever. Um, and we never <clears throat> really like talked about why that was or whatever now between august and december both of them intermittently were talking to me they like came to my house we like did stuff i made like robes for one of their sister's weddings for her so but they're both your ex at this point right okay and i'm like talking to them separately because yeah of course like they had nothing to do with each other i met the one girl at work and the other girl on i don't know some lesbian dating website yeah um and then, you know, I'm like living my life, going along. Um, and then on Christmas, one of my friends sends me a picture and is like, I just found this picture on Facebook. And it was a picture of my two exes no. at a wedding together. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Oh, what? This is like my my be- my ex best friend my ex girlfriend's wedding best friend. It's a Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz rom com if I've ever heard right, one. Right, right. So come to find out, they met up in August while I was on the cruise and had been dating the whole time. So when they pa- when when they saw each other for seven minutes, were they dating? No, no, no. That okay. was when they first. That was a love met. at first sight. Right. Yeah. Right. So then a few weeks later, I go on the cruise. They met up while I was on the cruise. Perfect time. And then, like, weirdly, both kept talking to me. Both, like, separately would come to my house. Just so weird, right? Well, I think it's just, like, the lack of, like, being, like, completely, like, honest and, like, full disclosure. I'm talking to your, you know, your Mm -hmm. ex, even though I'm your ex. Like, Like, we're in a full-blown relationship. I didn't even know that they, like ever communicated i mean to be fair you are a matchmaker now Uh, right yeah i know are they like still together i mean last i checked honestly they were but i have no idea because they better can you imagine them being like how did how did you two meet and you're like um well right yeah right that was one of the things that i said like afterward like what what did you guys tell your families like we both dated amory and we like were bitter so we met up while she was on a cruise and fell in love. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, well, I think it also like did bo- did uh, did either of them end like horrifically? I mean, but you talked to both of them, so it could have been. I mean, the with my ex of like a couple years, it was completely toxic, insecure yeah. attachment, back and forth, yeah, yeah. like bad. Um, she had left her fiance of ten years, like when we started dating, yeah. who was a man. So. You know, yeah. the whole drama of yeah. like being the one that made her a lesbian. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, right. So that was the toxic part. Um, the other one, I mean, it wasn't really like that serious, but you know, lesbian U-Haul. So, yeah, I think <laughs> here's the thing. I get like it, like yeah, it's 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 shitty and and and. But I, if I had to be again, like if I was like talking with a client, those who can't do therapy, so like. I mean, we've I, we've we've shared clients that we we talk to them about their exes, the people they're dating. And we never are like you have to or you should do this. It's just like you know, here's what here's how we should objectively look at this. Um, and so I think it's funny when it's like they don't think or know that we've probably been in the same position. Mm-hmm. And so it's like not only are we speaking from like a clinical standpoint, but also like personal lived in experience. Um, but I guess something like really petty I did was I actually did like we're gonna loosely say date my ex's ex oh my god <laughs> but, but it wasn't you but, did it like okay so let me explain so i was i was dating i probably told the story because this was like one of the worst breakups i've ever had i was dating this guy who he was uh getting his phd um in something like like psychology mm-hmm. thing i think it was like business psychology or something mm-hmm. like something i'm like i don't even know anyway so we were uh dating for like i would say like two or three months and um a little bit more i think we started in, like january we ended like very beginning of may right before my birthday so you're um, basically almost engaged we were uh we were married uh-huh, uh-huh. we had 12 yeah. kids and yeah. we had seven cats and we yeah. had 13 dogs right um 
and all that equals Taylor Swift's uh, Reputation album is coming out right. um, today. Uh, but, but, <laughs> so, so we were we were dating for I guess a few months, and um, I was twenty one at the time, so this was almost 12, 13 years ago. Um, and I was tiny. I was like probably like 135 pounds, right? And this guy, I mean, he, he was very, very, very muscular. And he um, would encourage me and like to work out with him. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And like, I was super active. I was running all the time. I was um, doing all musical theater, but like I didn't have any like muscle build. And so I'd get really frustrated because we'd go to the gym and he'd work out for like 20 minutes in like khakis and a polo. And again, he's ripped. 20 minutes and that was it. I would be finishing a warm up to start working out. And I just couldn't figure out like how he was so like ripped. And he was like, when I would go visit on the weekends, he would very much like be very like particular about what we ate and like encourage me to eat this or this. And I wasn't, none of the signs were up there. So I'm, we're in love. And I had just at the time broken up with my ex fiance. Mm-hmm. And so of course I was like traumatized. Again, did everything wrong. We tried to jump right back into a relationship, right? And then after mm-hmm. this, I waited a year to date someone because I was fucked up. So, like, I am ignoring all these red flags completely. And, um, again, like, he would then do things like, oh, you should Snapchat me. Oh, you're at dinner with friends. Snapchat me, like, what you guys are having. But really so that he could see what I was eating. Mm-hmm. And so I went from, like, 135, 140, I can't remember, to, like, 128. Like, I was tiny. I uh, had a little bit more muscle build for some reason. We're out at dinner, and um, I had ordered, and I can't remember what it, what it was, um, something with bread, and he had ordered. The waiter comes. They put our meal down. My ex reaches over, takes off the bread from the sandwich I was eating, put it back onto the waiter's tray, and was like, I work really hard for my body, and I deserve to date someone with a six-pack. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember looking at the waiter. Stop. And I look at him. And I looked at the waiter, and I was I was mortified. The waiter's mouth is like hanging open. The waiter leaves and I like finish the meal because I, again, have no confidence still. And it took me a while. I don't even remember what it was that made me go like peace out leaving. But like a few weeks later, his ex reached out to me or recent ex. Like he broke up with me, immediately got, got with some other dude. They dated for a few weeks or maybe a month or so. And they broke up and he reached out to me. He's like, hey, um... I don't want to hate you or anything like that. And I, you know, did the stupid thing going through, you know, my ex's phone. And there's a lot of like pictures of you on there that I deleted because I don't think that's fair that someone would, you know, have those. And he goes, and I, he would always compare me to you and like show me pictures of what you looked like and like try to mold that. So we didn't even date. We like went to dinner and we took a photo and we sent it to him and then blocked him on everything. Oh my God. <laughs> like, probably I not do the most love mature that thing. for you though. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. There's like some deep rooted thing in like now I'm like so insecure about like he he wanted me to put everything, um, everything I was doing throughout the day onto um, Google Calendar, which is why I've told you like I'm like so like traumatized by the Google Calendar and my husband Jason's been trying to get me to do it for years, mm-hmm. and I just started using Google Calendar like I don't know a few months ago and it actually is great, but like I was so traumatized by like an alert coming up or like him being like, you just snapped me at the gym, but you're supposed to be grocery shopping now, and I'm like. And again, like just like completely unaware that this is not fucking normal. Like this right. is not an okay relationship right. to have. <laughs> right. You just ignore every red flag. Every red flag. Every red flag. A hundred percent. I have never paid attention to any red flag no. ever. I'm like red flag perfect. I, I'm like I love you more. Second time the second there's a red flag, colorblind. Like mm-hmm. I'm already colorblind, but like red, green, colorblind, out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like every flag is a good one. Yeah. A hundred percent. What's the worst red flag you think you've ignored? this is a good one so i started dating this girl over covid like literally right when covid started Mm -hmm. like when you first started to have to wear masks um and she was a pharmacist she lived in maryland and so you know we did the whole like u-haul thing obviously but you couldn't go anywhere like literally Mm -hmm. so um and then one day i like saw her like scrolling through her phone like shopping on amazon or something and I was like, what are you shopping for? And she's like, oh, a birthday present for my friend. I don't know, let's just call her Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that's weird. Like, why are, why are you sending Barbara a gift, like, right, right. now, right? So I, I don't remember how I figured this out. Um, 
But I figured out that this girl was the person she had been dating, like, before she started dating me. Before. That's mm-hmm. the key word. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she did admit, like, to lying to me about her and that they were still talking and whatever. So I, like, lost my mind, obviously. And then woke up one day and was like, oh, it's probably fine. Like, we'll just keep dating. It's fine. We'll ignore it. (laughs) And then, like, at least five separate times during the year-long relationship, I caught her, like, doing something with this girl, like... She lived in Maryland, and then, like, she was basically living at my house, and we shared each other's locations. Mm-hmm. And you know how, when you're sharing a location, you can kind of see, like, the general vicinity yeah. someone's in? Yeah. So, like, it was the parking lot of the Walgreens, you know? So, I'd be like, why are you in the parking lot of the Walgreens for, like, 45 minutes? Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, no. Like, that dot's wrong. It's inaccurate. Like, I was in, yeah. in the pharmacy. So, the one day... I was in Maryland. We had driven together for her to go to work. And I'm sitting in the parking lot of the Walgreens. And I look to my right. And I am not kidding you. This bitch is sitting in the car next to me. Together or separate? Separate. Was she waiting? Yes. (gasps) Why Walgreens? Yes. um, That's a pharmacy she worked at. She was a pharmacist. Oh, thank God. Because I thought, this is not romantic. Oh, yeah. No. No. (laughs) And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. But, like, this girl had all the excuses in the world. Like, all the excuses in the world, right? She gaslights. She keeps your girl boss her way out of it. The gaslighting was outrageous. So, instead of, like, paying attention to all these red flags and having, like, some sense of self-worth, I was like, I'm going to catch her. Okay, so this this is the no. extent to which I went. I found on Amazon a pen that recorded. Shut the yeah. fuck up, Nancy Drew yes. over here. Okay. <laughs> but this girl was so skilled that like I tried a whole bunch of different ways before that. But so I had to plan. I the two of us were going to St. Louis. She was flying back from St. Louis alone, and then I was flying back after. So. On the way to St. Louis in the in the car when we went together, I dropped the pen in like Shut the passenger. The fuck yeah, up. Yeah, in the passenger seat, like little thing that they have. And I was like, okay. And I had to get one with like really long battery life. Yeah. Because you know, I needed it to last days. So then um I got back from St. Louis and I was like, how am I going to get the pen out? Because she was so paranoid. Like, there's no way I could have gone in her car without her. So I was like, "Um, I think I left, like, my favorite pen in your car. And, like, I have to write up a note or whatever. Like, I'm going to go grab it from the car. Yeah. So I grab it from the car. She was going to see her sister for something. And to this day, I don't know how she figured out that the pen like was a recorder because no. I had only gotten through like the first recording. No. And she like came back and like tackled me for the pen. But in the first recording, it was her talking to the girl, talking about how they were going to get an apartment in Reading and telling her oh. how... Her sister had brought her to her niece's birthday party, uh-huh. the girl she was cheating on me with, and like talking like like they were, you know, like an old married couple. And they're like saying like, you know, she's saying to her, like, you're going to move forward with the plan, right? Like, you're going to move forward, like, with ending this and whatever. That bitch had no intention of ending anything with me. She was literally dating two people at the same time. You know, I've never got to understand what goes through people's mind. Like, when they have no intention of leaving their current partner mm-hmm. and, and dating someone else and and want to do that long term. Like, mm-hmm. how many people have secret families out there? This right. is this is ridiculous. Right. Like, And I'm thinking to myself, she's taking me home to her family and then this other girl home to her family. And is her family like... Polygamy is fine. Like, right. You know, I mean, I, at least with polygamy, the women know about each other. Well, I think like, what is it? What, we, we, like, we love a consensual, all-informed polygamy. We don't love non-consensual mm-hmm. lying about it. That's even polygamy. Right. That's just cheating, and right? she was so good at lying that I literally felt crazy. Like, I was like, I have to have it on like some sort of yeah. record 
so that I can like face this finally. Well, I think sometimes we need that proof. Um, I mean, like <laughs> probably not like a a pen in the mm-hmm. car kind of proof, but like we need that we need like that that one thing to remind us and to like hold ourselves accountable. That I didn't like even break up with her after that. What made you break up with her? This okay. So my best friend Molly lives in St. Louis. Yeah. She is like. The only person that, like, I'll ever listen to. If she's yeah. like, Emery, shut the fuck up. I'm like... Gotcha. Totally. Yeah. No one else mm-hmm. would I do that for. So, um, she is, like, the end-all, be-all of anything. And so, I remember this distinctly. We were both on the deck, me and my girlfriend at the time. We had gotten back from St. Louis. The pen thing happened. We were still dating because clearly I have some sort of, you yeah. know, like, serious issue. Um, and she was like... I mean, I was thinking about it, and I think it's, like, really ridiculous how Molly and her husband take advantage of you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you know, you buy Sloan all these clothes, and you go there, and you spend all this money on them, and, like, they're just using you for your money. And I was like, you have broken the cardinal rule of my life. If you say a negative word about Molly, you're done. Yeah. Go pack your stuff. You're done. Yeah. That was it. That's how we broke up. I think it's because there's like there are times that especially like when we're first dating someone that like there are people in our lives that mean more, right? So it's always mm-hmm. funny when there's like someone gives you kind of an ultimatum and you're like the person that's been there for me. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's so it's funny that's like not even the like hardcore in your gut know that she's cheating. It was like the the like trying to manipulate you against your friend you're like, no. uh-huh. Yeah. That's the last straw. Yeah. Like Molly is sacred. <laughs> right. So you're done. I mean, that's a good, I mean, I like that. That was the line. That's the boundary yeah. we put up. If you had a client tell you that they like put a recorded <laughs> pen in someone's car, <laughs> listened to it and, st- and was tackled for it and still didn't break up with them. <laughs> can you imagine? You'd be like, ah. Uh. I'd be like, let's. Revisit your childhood yeah. and talk <laughs> like, about attachment. Let's talk about our attachment styles and right self-worth. now. Self-worth. Yeah. And... <laughs> I feel like a lot of it, because, like, there's so much difference between, like, a friend or even just, like, a random person that you see, like, at this grocery store asking for advice versus, like, being in, like, therapy, right? Like, I mm-hmm. don't want to give advice and, like, manipulate you into doing something that, even if I know this is the healthiest choice you have to make, if it's not your choice, it's, it's, we're not making progress. So it's always really interesting to be like, let's look at attachment. How do we feel about this? Do you feel Mm -hmm. good when you wake up and this, this, and Mm -hmm. this? And it's funny to like be able to do that now, but like, I don't know, 11 years ago, 10 years ago, like before I met my husband, mm -mm, could not do that Mm -hmm. for the life of me. I would have been like, yeah, no, I'll just ignore every, yeah. I'll twirl that flag. I will baton twirl the flag and, you know, what's it called? A color guard that thing. Oh, for before sure. I admit it's a red for flag. Sure. I mean, that was what, like f- four years ago? Like, it was not that long ago for right. me. And then after I did um, a reunion tour with the ex that broke up with me on the plane. <laughs> Your heiress. Do you tour. remember that? <laughs> broke up with me on the plane. I'm laying on the suitcase in the Philadelphia airport sobbing. Um, and so I thought it would be a great idea to revisit that relationship no. and start dating again. I feel like this is like, this is advice. You're, our listeners are our clients. Um, what do you think about going back to exes? Well, coming from someone who has done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most have. Yeah. You think? I think most people like have had a full year break in between. How long did you date the second time? Uh, a few months because then she locked me out of her house when I was oh, intoxicated and it was 10 degrees out and I had to sit in my car until I sobered up. So it wasn't as long as the first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like, yeah, I think most people have, right? What is your opinion on it though? I mean, I think it depends, like whatever the reason for the breakup is, what red flags were there, if it was like, you know, how much growth work you've done in between, Mm -hmm. you know, like a whole Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez thing. She was on SNL last night. Was she? Yeah. Does she look great? She She doesn't age. She doesn't. I mean, she has has the Puerto Rican jeans that I'm hoping my mom gave me. I think she probably did. No, I, I agree. I feel like a lot of it is the growth in between. For the most part, I always say... 
going back to an ex where neither of you have done any work is like mm-hmm. putting on dirty underwear. Like, right? Why do it? Um, but like, I feel like there's there's instances where people like have been able to break up because they know that like they're not working for each other or one one of you might be in a bad place where you need to do work. And so if the work's been done mm-hmm. and those issues that cause the breakup aren't there mm-hmm. anymore, I feel like that is okay. But I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of times it's there's no work. It's just kind of right. like going back, you know? Right. right. And I mean, she had done zero work, like zero, like admittedly zero. Um, And I had done a lot of work, which really like, is unfortunate but i truly believe that two people if they're committed and doing the work Mm -hmm. can make anything work oh yeah you know like i really like gottman theory and um colleen and i see a gottman therapist so Mm -hmm. everything is very um structured because i do better with like structured Mm -hmm. therapy you know and we like role play and whatever um but that's one of the things we talk about in therapy like if you both have a common goal and you know that you're committed to working towards it, you can, right? Like there's nothing intrinsically between two people that if they're committed and want to work towards it, like, and they're both making individual progress, progress together, I think like anything can work. I think the reason why things don't work is because one person or both people are not committed yeah. or not being authentic. Right. I I think it's like important to know, like, and not just because we're you know in the mental health field but like therapy does work and mm-hmm. and these things do work it's just like i feel like a lot of times when they do is because the relationship is done right there's mm-hmm. there's and i always forget um forget it but it's one of my favorite models which is super funny but it's um the interpersonal uh relationship uh step model and you can fix any relationship really any interpersonal relationship as long as you're not completely almost at the bottom of the second staircase it goes up and we go down right and, I, and when we're at the bottom that there it, there truly is no matter how much therapy you do no matter how much you can't turn back from that right mm-hmm. um and i feel like in some cases when we look at a lot of couples therapy that fails it's because like that's where they are and a solution mm-hmm. to um you know a relationship and going to see a therapist is if everyone can be honest enough to say yeah, no, this is, it's mm-hmm. done. We're not, we're not mm-hmm. working. This isn't working mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, which is like not a fun place to be, I'm sure. <laughs> and I think the other thing with therapy too that we don't talk about enough is like a therapist isn't a match for everyone. No. So like if you say like couples therapy doesn't work, like I would try another couples therapist. Yes. You know, I've been through many couples therapists until I found the woman that I see now. And I've literally seen her through three relationships because I am the number one proponent of like on the U-Haul second date, like start therapy. Yeah. Because like I know myself and I have to be able to like learn the tools to communicate with someone and be authentic and not, you know, ignore red flags. Yeah. Um, I, I, Colleen and I started therapy like literally the second week we started dating. (laughs) Hey, this feels, this feels long term. It feels like I can go places. Let's start therapy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think that's like a great thing, actually. Like, yeah. if, if, hey, if, if I, I like the, my aunt and uncle got engaged after like, knowing each other for two weeks, married after I don't even know how long, and they've been married now for like 30 some years, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I feel like, uh, not that I'm a proponent for being like, jump in feet first, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it's kind of like, especially as I feel like we get older, it's kind of like a, when you've dated, you know many a persons and you're like yeah no i know what i'm looking for i know i know what feels right what does not feel Mm -hmm. right um and i mean even if you like get very committed after two weeks you can always break up if it's not working i mean you know like once i saw the colleen look like megan fox i was like i'm gonna ignore all the red flags with this too like no matter what so put put on the blinders you know yeah like i just got lucky and there like weren't that many red (laughs) flags other than the fact that she had cancer and was in the middle of a divorce right I mean, those are like, I mean, I don't think cancer is necessarily a red flag, but it's more of just like you you know going into it, there's going to be a lot of like emotional and mm-hmm. like physical labor of like mm-hmm. support for yeah. sure. I mean, I did look up, this is so terrible. I did look up the prognosis for the type of cancer she had because, you know, I told you before how my best friend died of cancer yeah. when I was 18. And I literally was like, I don't know if I would be able to handle it if we have like a walk to remember moment. Oh my here, God. You know? And in the beginning, actually, when I asked her to be my girlfriend, I played the Walk to Remember song. The fucking (laughs) death grip a Walk to Remember had on us of Shane fucking West and Mandy Moore. 
I can't. What was I? I distinctly remember her horrific curls and the play about like some gangster. Mm-hmm. Like wh- what a movie! I know. <laughs> I mean, oh it was God. A tearjerker for sure. You're like I'm in two places at once, and and the tattoo on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh me, my, the little pastor's daughter. <laughs> like, what was it? A butterfly or a rose? What was it? I don't know. Butterfly rose, probably both. Oh my god, that and she. And I just remember like, what was I? Fifth grade, sixth grade, being like, oh, what a harlot showing her shoulder mm-hmm. blade. I was shooketh. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot believe the 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 youth groups, the churches that this death grip of a movie had. And I'm just like. Covering my eyes as she's shown a shoulder blade. I know. My guy. Wild. And you guys, is your song Only Hope now? Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Yeah. Not that. <laughs> well, I mean, now that she didn't, you know, uh, die and <laughs> she's cancer free. I mean, it doesn't really apply as much. Right. But, you I know, mean, we're it's still like, looking for a wedding song. It, it's like the best, like. Grey's Anatomy episode that could that you know with a happy oh ending. Oh my god, chasing cars. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. What is it with these like trauma songs and all these oh like medical gosh. drama I was love? Devastated things. that they didn't play chasing cars on Meredith's last episode. They said it's too iconic. They said they said listen, we love a tearjerker too much. Somehow I didn't know that Patrick Dempsey was leaving Grey's Anatomy when he left. So when I live watched the episode where Derek died. I was like shooketh. I was sobbing on the, on the couch. They started playing Chasing Cars. I like rolled onto the floor sobbing. It was just you could Chasing Cars might have been the friends we made along the way. If you think about I it, I know. I don't know why, but I like watched maybe in my entire life a full episode of Grey's Anatomy, and all the other things. I as someone who's only watched probably one episode of Grey's Anatomy, I think the musical one. Oh my god. I have seen so much Grey's Anatomy from my TikTok. Really? I don't know what it is about my algorithm. My algorithm is nothing like what I post, which is so strange. I feel like what you post, you probably would get videos similar. Absolutely not. It is so much Grey's Anatomy and ER as I'm going through. I have watched more full episodes (laughs) of Grey's Anatomy on TikTok. TikTok, don't listen to this. Do not take it away. Don't take this away from us. You're going to see so many now. uh, it It is like... All the time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't know what this is. I mean, I just I just rewatched like all of ER the other day, but really? I have seen every single episode of Grey's Anatomy since the first one. Maybe again, with this Grey's Anatomy with this passions, it's like where uh, somewhere along the way we got we got an idea of what a good friendship was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but got that down. We got that down, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the relationship side of it. Our relationship models were not great. Not great. What was your favorite rom-com growing up? Growing up? That's hard. I mean, in general, I love The Proposal. The Proposal? Oh, with um, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, and Sandra okay. Bullock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, why well, I love Sandra Bullock. Do you know when, you know, the scene where the dog gets lifted up by the hawk? Mm-hmm. That's, see little Ruby here? Ruby's our new office she dog. She is. When the vet was like, you can't like let her outside without a harness on because you need to be able to like grab her so a hawk doesn't i was like i really thought that was like a joke thing in the proposal no no no, it's a thing you know when sandra bullock's like chasing the the bird love that scene but i love the proposal um i I think that that's really like the only rom-com from when i was younger that sticks out to me i'm trying to or um what was the one with um kate hudson Everything. Ten things I hate about you. Bride mm. Wars. Something borrowed. No, you made no. something borrowed. Um, the one where they sing the. Um... How to lose a guy in ten days. Yes. Why do I say ten things guy. I hate about you? That was absolutely like Julia Styles and like yeah, yeah, so many other people, but not yeah. It was the word tens in it. How to yeah, lose a guy in ten days. I love Kate Hudson. Oh, love I Kate really Hudson. do. Like. Me too. Anything that any rom com she's in signed me up. Yeah. You know, for sure. We're gonna ignore that music happened, but like mm-hmm. love love her in nine, you know, mm-hmm. like the, I'm trying to I can't think and I feel like all I did like in high school and middle school was like go to rom coms because it was like the age of rom coms. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember like if I had a favorite one. The I, notebook. I mean it's not a rom com, but it's like that's iconic. my dad's favorite 
favorite movie. It's hands down His my favorite favorite movie. movie. Hands down. I. I, th- I mean, I like, I'm like obsessed with Rachel McAdams. So I know I liked that. I think what was really confusing for me is it didn't necessarily follow the model of rom coms that we're used to because her fiance in it was a good person. Mm-hmm. Like he was a nice guy. Right. And I think I mean, that's what was I heartbreaking. Feel like I modeled every relationship after the notebook. Like I wanted them all to be like the notebook yeah. where that scene and they're like in the rain and screaming at each other. What like do you that's want? what we do. We fight. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, so every relationship I have where, like, we're fighting and they're cheating on me and they're gaslighting yeah, me yeah. and whatever. Like, it's just like Ryan Re- – or what's his name? Oh, my gosh. What's Not Ryan name? Reynolds. It's um, – Ryan Gosling. It's Orion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, same thing. Um, it's just like those two. You know, like, we're just going to end up like them. We're standing in the rain and – Crying. And that Taylor Swift song. I would think about that, too. You know, the one that's like um, – Fighting in the rain. I remember that fight to 30 a.m. Not that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is when that I was shooting out of my hand and not crying and you followed me out into the street. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's rain in it. Maybe there is. Someone's no, probably there screaming. is rain. It's like kiss, kissing in the rain. Oh, that's probably another one then. It's 2 a.m. No, it's 2 a.m. and I'm calling your name. I was thinking something else. You were? Mm-hmm. I was. I think, I think the way I loved you. That's what oh it's yeah called. yeah yeah. So I was like like chaos is what I like modeled everything after like that song you know like get treated like shit but you'll still go back go back yeah and the same or just thing. you know I feel like the breakup with Vince Vaughn and uh, Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. I loved because they broke up like and I that was one of the first moves that like ended and mm-hmm. like not a hollywood ending and i was like oh my gosh and it like showed me an example of like when to leave kind of thing um but speaking of taylor swift my i, I have a friend patrick and he is the like hardest core swifty i've ever met in my life mm-hmm. i think he went to like two or three era tours and then wow. saw the era tour movie i know multiple times by himself but went with a group too oh. but he is always like sending me videos or clips of like oh you have to watch this or like when a new album or song comes out it's like oh go listen to this so i remember it was i don't know probably now like two years ago he was like oh my god did you hear the new taylor's version of red i think it is and i was like oh no i haven't and he was like i need you to go listen to the 10 minute version of all too well and i'm like okay i'm absolutely not doing that like i'm going to go on a run like i'm busy and he's like no like just go listen to it like trust me and i was like i'm so annoyed okay fine and so i t- put it on uh, my phone I bought it because I, up until like a few months ago, didn't realize that like you could do Apple Music and not iTunes. So I was buying everything. So I bought the song on iTunes and I start running and it's 10 minutes long. By the end of the song, I am sobbing while running and I'm then I'm laughing. So I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I don't know what it was. I went back home and I was livid with Jason. I was so mad. I was like, you ruined my 21st birthday. Didn't know him during my 21st birthday. I was like, cannot believe you would like manipulate my father like that. None of that happened. But because it happened to Taylor Swift, it did happen to me. Right. I felt that. I felt that hardcore. And I was like, damn, the power that, the power she has over getting us to feel the feels. Uh, She really does. She really does. I feel like I lived through those breakups. A hundred percent. I'm like, and it wasn't me. No. Couldn't have been me. I I didn't date someone and left their scarf at my sister's I house. I keep thinking, like, what if her and Travis Kelsey don't break up? Like, what will the song be? I feel like then we'll get then we'll be able to have a conversation about ambiguous grief and loss because she'll be talking about like the ambiguous stuff up there, like losing well, she has, I guess, written songs about like losing friends and stuff, but like I don't know, maybe it's gonna be like a Joni Mitchell moment. You think? Maybe like love story, like a love story moment. Yeah, like love songs. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 I'm trying to think of like the, the the love song that probably like. Well, did I did I ever tell you, or maybe you know this? Maybe I was the last person in the world to find this out. So, hello, Adele. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the song's about? No. So you know, hello from the. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought, like everyone, that it's like her talking to an ex and like checking in. Hey, how are you? My friend Kylie was like, oh, no, that's not what hello is. I'm like, what is? She's like, it's her calling her younger self and having a conversation and apologizing for, like, who she is now to her younger self. 
And I was like, oh, she don't listen to it unless like you you want to get in that headspace. My like, girl, you you're so funny, Kylie. And I get into the car immediately play it, and I'm like, whoa, it is Chef Kiss. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to re-listen. To you that. have to. Everyone, yeah. I think, should now go re-listen to Hello by Adele and listen to it from the perspective of you calling your younger self. Like it's it like it's first about like the younger self calling the older self to be like, hey, how do we do? And then the older self calling the younger self and apologizing. And I was like, oh. Wow. Ruins me. Ruins me. Oh my gosh. Did you have a breakup playlist? Mm-hmm. The first one I ever got, I think I had like casual ones, but someone actually, when I, I broke up with uh, a guy I was working at a um, hardware store with, because I'm very butch, um, <laughs> like four or five guys came out after I started working there. I'm like, the power, <laughs> the influence, wow. the gay influence. Um, there is this. There was a guy there, and I won't, I won't say his name. We'll call him Bobby. Bobby was like super, super, super sweet. And I broke up with my uh, boyfriend who worked there too. And Bobby made me a breakup CD mixtape. I didn't know that Bobby was gay at the time. I thought he was just like a super nice straight dude. Um, Jack Mannequin's Dark Blue oh. on repeat, mama. Oh my god! Oh my god! Loves. Cried hysterically, and then found out that he had a crush on me. I'm like, maybe I need to make you one now because I don't know about oh. that. I and know. rejection playlist. Yeah, but like a like a sorry rejection playlist. Mm-hmm. Like, never mind. Yeah. You'll find someone like me. <laughs> yeah, I had the same playlist that I used for like seven breakups in a row. What was the top? song on that that just was like got you every time it was that um song that was like it was like a country song now i'm not i've been in a relationship too long that i can't remember it that's about um hold on let me look i'm we're gonna this is gonna fuck everything up but it's fine okay here we go we're, we're literally taking um Look, it's called break up, comma, again. Break, because it's been multiple times. Yes. Oh, Be All Right. That's what it's called. Be All Right by Dean Lewis. That is hilarious to me. And then This Is On You. Good Things Fall Apart. Thank You, Next. You Need to Calm Down. The War Is Over. Fuck You Right Back. You remember that song? These are all super good. Right? But Girls Don't Cry. That's a good one. Uh Uh-huh. The War Is Over. Always remember us this way. Oh, consequences. Lose you to love me. Classic. These are these are like bangers too. I don't know why I have Hey Ma at the bottom, but I think it's just because rapping that song makes me feel better. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like a very personal, like I, I need to listen to this t- so I can get a good cry in. And then other times it's like, well, no, right. actually I need this because I want to be able to be happy for a moment. Right. I totally exactly. get that. No, I like, listen. There's something about having a good cry, mm-hmm. knowing that knowing what you need. And sometimes like, well, for me, and again, I work on this with my therapist is like, I can, I have a very hard time emoting like, mm-hmm. or just knowing what I'm feeling. So if I'm like, huh, I feel like this situation man causes for maybe some sadness, put on, put on that CD baby, mm-hmm. put on that tape player, Grab that song that you know is going to do it. Right. Back to December. My friend died on December 15th. So, like, every time I listen to it, sob. You go back to December. I go back to December all the time. All the time. All the time. Okay. This is so embarrassing, actually, now that I think of it. Who knew in this episode I talk about Taylor Swift so much? Because I didn't know this. One of the first songs I remember, like, heartbroken to. Not like, you know, like middle school heartbreak, you know, not like Britney Spears is sometimes. (laughs) I'm talking like hardcore. (laughs) I was like, sometimes I do run, uh, and sometimes I, I never do run. Cry. I stay. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I hide. Yeah, a pen in your car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I okay. So this is OG old Taylor Swift. Teardrops. Oh, I would. I was like, I don't know who Drew is. I don't play guitar. Right. But I sure as hell have teardrops on my guitar at this moment. Absolutely. Oh, my God. On every imaginary guitar that 100%. I have. 100%. I mean, I think for like a solid five years, I only listened to Taylor Swift. Yes. No, 100%. And I would be like, no, I don't even know her. But like, I did know her. Mm-hmm. And she knew me. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's from Reading. So like, that's basically my neighbor. Well, I, I'm not from here, but when I moved here, I felt that. Yeah. I felt that. when For sure. Like, 
I think the thing is too, it's like it it is it's one of the first people that like I guess like I got to grow up with that that mm-hmm. that wrote. And like I got maybe I've never given two shits about all the breakups she's been through and all the people she's dated because it always seemed to be like when I needed a new, a new Yeah, like a new, our like, breakups lined up. Yeah, I'm like, thank you so much. Like this is good. So now that like she's like dating Travis Kelsey, I'm like, baby, I'm I'm married and good. Right. You're engaged good. Baby, long live it. I right. love this for you. But when I heard like teardrops, I heard fifteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, 15. I was Abigail. I love fifteen. I, it, it, she gave him everything for someone that changed his mind. I was like, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was cried devastated. to fifteen so many times. So many, so many times. My little freshman boyfriend when I was a junior listened to fifteen all the time. Debbie, I know. Debbie stated. Debbie, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a I you know as much as people are gonna shit on it, it's like no I, I give me give me it all I need it all yeah I don't I'm like reputation's gonna be fine and stuff like that but it didn't have that one breakup song that I was like I needed this yeah I needed this you know and yeah. that's fine yeah I mean I just think there were you could always find a Taylor Swift song to whatever like unhealthy relationship yeah. you're yeah mourning or in or whatever a hundred percent I mean I'm just surprised she never sang a song about hiding a pen in someone's car and catching them cheating not yet not yet she should yeah if not I feel like that's a very like Lady Gaga maybe she'll be like you know yeah you know write you yeah. off or something like that Someone I don't know what it'd be called write a song about like all of my fucked up breakups you know yeah, for like, sure two exes dating the yeah. pen the airplane yeah I didn't even get into the DUI whose not mine oh I was like oh, we have to talk oh no on a first date I was like we left dinner and I'm driving and she's driving behind me and I look in my rear view mirror and I see cop lights and like they pull her over right and in that moment I was like I could keep driving I could stop and then I was like fuck it I'm still driving (laughs) drove all the way home Yep. Then she texted me and was like, could you pick me up at the police station? And I was like, no, no. I'll send an Uber for you. Yeah. You, that you should have done the, the first time. Right. Right. Exactly. I was like, I'm not really sure like what's going on with the metabolism in your body, but Baby. I had four drinks in five hours. And, well, you it's because you paid yourself an hour a drink. Right. Like, that's how that's how you do it. I was at um, a friend's birthday party. And one of the people there, she, like, had been begging for years for a breathalyzer thing. Mm-hmm. And she's also a teacher. So she was going around, like, being, like, blown into this. Okay, calling an Uber. Like, it was it was actually, like, super amazing. I love it. I feel like every bar should have this, but mm-hmm. whatever. And so um, I was there for a really long time. We went, to, like, we went, like, bar hopping downtown. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And she's like, you're not driving, are you? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, blow into this. And I did. And it was like, d- almost didn't even register. She's like, how are you sober? And I'm like, cause I literally have like timed it. So I had like one drink every hour. And then the last hour I haven't had a single drink right. and been like drinking That's water and stuff. It. And she's like, oh, I was like, I like, if I'm, even if I'm like have a drink and it's been like two hours and even at the end of the two hours, I just feel weird still. Like mm-hmm. it's not worth it. I'm just going to Uber it paranoid yeah about like any sort of driving with any influence yeah. of alcohol like, I feel like I will... that's a good thing to be paranoid about. oh yeah i'll take a car like to a dinner just to take it back because i'm so worried i mean especially having a license like yeah you can really dig yourself into yep. a huge hole oh yeah like social workers have like too so it was yep social workers dicey. have lost their license from it like like oh, yeah. you, you can lose your licensure for it, which is I mean, it's so I had um, when I first like was even like doing my internship, um, I was working with a client who um, they were in a really dicey relationship. And uh, they asked me, like, well, you're married. Like, how did you how did you know? And like, you know, like, what like did did you just know right away? And I had to laugh because um, if you don't know. So uh, me and my husband will both say like we we both went on like the worst first date of our lives. So um this was after a year of not dating my therapist. I think I've talked about it before, like, like convinced me to like, uh, eventually after a year, like sign up to get on a dating website. So I did begged my husband who we were not compatible on, um, <laughs> okay, Cupid to go on the date, um, drove 
to see him after he went on a date with the mayor the night before um, of, his, of the city he was living in. He just told me that last night. I, I know. That's so much. It's like, you were the first lady. Yeah. Um. So so we go on this date. It's the worst first date either of us have both been on. We progressively get drunk. Very drunk. I get up to go to the bathroom. I think I'm never going to see him again. And I'm texting my friends the whole time. Like, I need to go. I stand up to go to the bathroom. I'm like, we're getting married. And he's like, what? And I was like, I said it so I can say I said on the first day at our wedding. And I stumble <laughs> to the bathroom. I'm like messaging my friends. Oh, my God. I can't wait to like get out of here. I go back. And I'm like, I, I drove 45 minutes, maybe even an hour to get there. And so I was like, he couldn't drive. I couldn't drive. So like, we sat there for another, like, I don't even know, three hours, if not more, um, eating it and like sobering up. We finally like are completely sober. We go uh, back to his place to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. I uh, fall asleep there because it's like 3 a.m. at this point because like it took a song to sober mm-hmm. up. He's a gentleman and put a little blanket on me and he went to bed. I woke up completely mortified. I fell asleep at his place, left without like saying anything. <laughs> and I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, like, maybe like we should just try like, one more date. And that's how that works. So when she was like, you just knew. And I was like, um, again, no. Like those who mm-hmm. can't do therapize because like, that should have been like a moment of like we were really mean to each other for some reason um and then the second date was great so and now you're married yeah so maybe like some of the red flags Mm -hmm. ignore actually i guess there wasn't any really red flags we were just both in like super grumpy shitty moods yeah (laughs) maybe the red flag was me begging him to go on a date maybe i didn't see any red flags he saw yeah (laughs) Uh, maybe that was it oh my gosh um wait how What is one sixty and sixties? Six and six is twelve. Is good. Is we're trying to math here, and that is if you know anything about us, is that the math can't math. Not our strong suit. It's not the best thing that we've ever done. I think that's like an, anything that requires some sort of thought. Oh, look! You could just look on the phone. Oh my god, we are, we are y'all. So when we tell silly. you that we are sitting here being like, "Oh my god, we've been recording for a song. How long has it been?" And we're trying to look at the recording system that's given us the amount of seconds, which you know, rent doing a year by minutes is about as far as I can get with math. And then we realized that the the cameras have the minute on there and not. We're so stupid. I know. We really before we um round the our our therapist ignoring red flags dating personal dating experience (laughs) my god compliments by taylor swift i feel like if right like sponsored by it's not sponsored by um but (laughs) i feel like if anything i I, hopefully this just humanizes uh people when they go to their therapist or like makes them realize like you can open up to your therapist because they've likely had stories or just makes people never see me for relationship therapy right i'm great at prescribing medicine though and that has nothing to do with Great at relationships. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Um. You can see tell <laughs> yeah, right. for that. And I'll do meds. And we'll regulate on meds. Um, I'll tell you stories for entertainment. Yeah. yeah. What is, let's let's give one piece of advice for people out there uh, of relationship advice. What is your, what do you think your like, one piece is? My, well, I have two. I'm going to cheat. Mm-hmm. One is to choose yourself. So when mm-hmm. you're making a decision about a relationship, say like, am I making this decision for or against myself? Yeah. So if you're making a decision against yourself, then you need to like step back and think, Yeah, you know? 100%. Um, and then the second one is go to therapy, individual therapy and relationship yep. or couples counseling. It's worth it. Yep. Um, even if you have nothing to talk about one week, that's great. You can work on different, you know, strategies for conflict resolution 100%. or whatever. There's nothing that you can do better than work on yourself and work on the I couple together. That. I would say my mine is again. Y'all thinking why the, he's a therapist, but I would say my best date advice I'm taking straight from Sex in the City uh, by Samantha Jones, and it's um, I love me more. And I want to explain yeah. this because it actually is a theory, but it does not mean that if Jason and I were standing in the road and a bus was coming, that I would not push him out of the way to save him. Um, it means that uh, I will. I I am my longest relationship. I'm a, I'm my most intimate relationship. Um, I'm my most interpersonal relationship. So I will. I love me more in the sense of I respect myself enough that if. Like you said, if 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 I'm making a decision or someone else is making a decision and it's going against 
um, something that is healthy to both of us or to, specifically to me, I love me more. And again, it doesn't mean that you don't love the other person. It just means that like you have to love ourselves mm-hmm. more than. And um, I feel like that's something I like to like give people and have them implement it in a healthy way, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we're not willing to, uh, um, what is it, you compromise. know, compromise in the relationship. It just means that, you know, we You're can't not losing yourself. A hundred percent. We're yeah. not compromising too much. Yeah. Or making decisions at the expense of yourself. Because we can't be doing that. No. I don't, I don't like making decisions anyways. Yeah. So like making it against me couldn't be me. I mean, two decades of doing that for me, like it's, I'm retired. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm a retired unhealthy girlfriend yeah we're not doing that no mores no No mores fam let us know what uh interesting topic we can cover or you know uh if there's some pop culture moments you want us to discuss or yeah maybe your favorite messy celebrity or yeah and hopefully we'll post our christmas episode with our valentine's day episode with yeah like like We'll post the Christmas episode. People be like, did they? Is it Back to the Future moment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's total Back it's to a the callback. Future moment. Yeah. I mean, it's about our own mental health, so that's timeless. Ex- I, and you know what? We like that. Yeah, we love that. For we love us. that. All right, we will see you guys next time. Make sure to subscribe, comment, let us know what you love, what you hate, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>